This is Ready, Set, Retire with Cape Cod's very own retirement income specialist, Steve Anzoni. And my name is Jessica Forkel alongside Mr. Steve Anzoni each and every episode right here for Ready, Set, Retire Radio. And and we cover the topics that you might be thinking about as you build your financial blueprint, right? What are all the walls around you? How do you make sure everything stands up sturdy? These are the things that we're talking about here on the podcast. To get more details at fairwayfinancial.net. Yes, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you joining us here today. And we're going to dive into a topic that you probably have been hearing around or maybe you've seen it on television. The brand new SECURE Act that was signed into law by President Trump went into effect this past January. And there are some big changes coming our way. This is definitely not something you want to sweep under the rug. It can have huge impact on your financial future. Right, Steve? It is the biggest piece of legislation, retirement legislation, in decades. I mean, right. it's huge. And there's some really good pieces to it. And there's a not-so-good piece, but if you read it right and you understand how it works, it actually can be a good piece, mm-hmm. okay? It's just how you, how you use it. What you do with the information you have is going to determine, okay, the next decade for you, period. Are you going to have enough? Are you going to do the right planning and the right things? Are you just going to not make any changes and have some of your plans be obsolete? Okay, that's what it comes down to. So that's what the show's about. Giving some information, encouraging people to take steps, okay, to have a sit down, have a chat with me because of, again, 30 years. I may not be able to help you directly, but I've seen a lot and I can make phone calls on your behalf. And we're going to talk about that, right? So let's, we're going to get right into Social Security because I'm going to tell you a few stories that just happened. You know, Steve, Social Security has been around for, gosh, 80 years. And a lot <laughs> of people kind of keep that as a, as a cornerstone of their retirement plan. They say, well, I, I got Social Security, but the Motley Fool predicts that the next 20 years, they're going to be, you know, kind of tough for the Social Security program. So I want to know, you know, I get that the monthly checks are nice to have, but do people that you work with typically rely solely on these benefits? I mean, what are you talking about with individuals that are calling? Yeah, well, well, certainly not in my state. You know, um, some states, Social Security can, you know, provide 80, 90 percent of what you need. But here, it's probably more like 50 or 60 percent. So and again, a lot of it depends on your debt. So someone with a Social Security check, let's say of 2000 a month, you know, they say, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And my answer is, well, I don't know. What's your situation? Well, I have zero debt, um, you know, I don't really need for much, and I have a pension and everything else. Well, you're in good shape. But if you're like, well, I have a $500,000 mortgage with 25 years left on it. Um, You know, I have a lot of other debt, and I don't have a lot of IRA assets. It's not so good. But Social Security really is one of those things that you get one shot at it. Think about it. So all these years, you're putting in roughly 7.5% of your salary okay, that you have to buy law. And if you're self-employed like me, it's 15%. Think about it, all right? I have to buy law as a self-employed person, contribute 15% of my W-2 to a program that barely earns any interest, okay? (laughs) Uh, It's a pension plan guaranteed for life. That's the good news, okay, with very little cost of living adjustments, I mean, overall, it's not the greatest plan in the world, let's face it. And in most people giving a little bit of knowledge can take 15% of their check and probably do better. 
But here's the news, okay? <laughs> you don't have a choice. It is what it is. So now, with that being said, you have one shot of doing it right, mm-hmm. period. And if you do it wrong, you could literally lose six figures, hundreds of thousands of dollars thrown away, okay? And it's garnered a lot of attention. So I had a couple of calls, and this fellow came in uh, earlier this week, and now he said he's already with a financial planner. And I, and I love to hear that because that definition has been so abused over the years. What is a financial planner? Is it a life insurance agent? Is it an annuity salesman? Is it a is it an asset management guy? You know, it's a very vague statement, okay, which is why I purposely all over the years with all the degrees that I've, I've gotten, the RICP, Retirement Income Certified Professional through the American College, to me has been my most valuable one because it really breaks apart all the components that make up retirement income planning, not assets, very different. Okay, retirement income planning, which of course, Social Security is a income plan. So this fellow comes in and he's, he was born in 1953, him and his wife. This is very, very important, Jess. Okay. Okay. There, there was a change in Social Security, you know, a few years back that took away certain things that people could have done. One of the biggest changes revolved around, okay, the date. January 1st, 1954. So if you were born after that date, you essentially could not uh, have your your spouse, for example, file for Social Security and then you claim off of that. Okay, that kind of went down the drain. Now, this guy with supposedly all his financial planners and all this other stuff never made this aware to this gentleman who was born in 1953. Uh-oh. Okay, now, his wife, who is 66, okay, collected Social Security a year ago, okay? She went on Social Security. He's still working. He didn't go on it, okay? So now he's thinking, do I take my Social Security now or do I defer it till age 70? And I said to him, well, you know, there's another option. He goes, well, what are you talking about? I says, well, because you were born in 1953, you can actually go to the Social Security office and you can file and claim your wife's, half of your wife's Social Security check. No one told him this, Jess. Can you, can you imagine this? No one told wow. him. Wow. So his, his wife's Social Security check was, I think it was seven something. Okay, not a huge number, but, you know, Every it was penny something. counts, yeah. So now he's going to get 300 and, let's see, I think it was 375 a month, free money. For the next four years, because I said to him, look, you're working, your income's okay. And by the way, with Social Security, once you attain full retirement age, which he uh, is in two months, he will be able to uh, defer his Social Security at a rate of 8% okay, interest on his check. Okay, 8%. Now, where are you going to get 8% guaranteed in writing? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. So now his check's going to go up by about 32% at age 70. So it becomes a permanent full-time pension. He's going to need every bit of it because he has nothing else, really. Okay? So in this case, I was able to get him 350 bucks more, okay, which is what, 36 and 6, 4200 a year, uh, which, by the way, is going to tie into the SECURE Act, 
It's coming up, folks. Listen, okay? Because watch how this ties in. So now he's going to be able to take that money, and he's going to, and I suggested him, put it away somewhere. Go set up an IRA or something, okay? Mm -hmm. Deduct it. So not only is he going to get free money, (laughs) he's going to be able to put it somewhere and deduct it. How would you like to deduct free money? Sounds good to me. That's a double whammy right there, right? So his so-called other advisors, quote unquote, never even made this you know, available to him. Never even told him about it. So he founded basically four grand over four years. He found $16,000 of free money. I know it's not a ton of money, but look, it's 16 grand, you know, compounded interest for the next four years. Who knows what it could be, right? So one little tip, just like that, and this guy is much better off. So Social Security is a very sensitive very one shot topic, right? So either, you know, take it now when you're say 62 or 66. And the theory is if you take it early, you've got all those years where you could have, you know, didn't defer it. That's what they call it money in hand, right? But you got to be careful if you're working. If you're 62 and still working, you're going to lose some of it based on how much working income you have. There's numbers out there. I think it's around 14,750. If you make more than that, for every dollar over, you know, that you earn, you lose half, you know, 50 cents on your Social Security check. It doesn't take long to make it disappear and get deferred. So that you got to jump that hurdle. And then once you get to full retirement at 66, let's say, right now, the question becomes, should I take it now and defer it till 70? And here's my thing. If you're healthy and you, and you don't need the income, tell me where you're going to get 8%. And there's a silence just like now. I was just thinking, okay, 8%. Where's where's this coming? I'm trying to follow you on all the math. Yeah. Right. So for all these, you know, so-called advisors who say, you know, take your Social Security check, defer your 401k, defer your IRA. Are they really doing that in your best interest? Or are they doing it in their best interest? I don't know. I think I know the answer. Okay. (laughs) But- Unless you can look me in the eye and say you're going to guarantee 8%, and then not only are you going to guarantee the 8%, right? So let's say the check goes from $2,000 to 2600 four years later, guaranteed. Now that 2600 is guaranteed income for the rest of his lifetime. And again, at death, the higher of the two checks gets passed on, the higher of the two. So this check most likely will get passed on to the spouse. So do you see where I'm going here, Jess? Mm-hmm. So not only is it a decision for two or three years, it could be a decision for 20 years of guaranteed income. Try doing that with investments that don't have any guarantees and have risk, okay, and fees. You can't. You can't compare the two, okay, but people do every day. So my advice when it comes to Social Security it's a very personalized thing. You need to sit down with someone who really understands the system and knows what questions to ask. Those are key. Then, based on that, you can have an intelligent discussion about you can do this option or you can do this option, and you can weigh the pros and cons and make a decision. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. I mean, this is why we call you the Cape Cod Retirement Income Specialist. You mm. know all these details. You know how to get down to the, the nitty-gritty, right, the fine print. And you're also able to find money that people are leaving on the table, like that example sure. you just shared. Exactly. 
Steve, you are Cape Cod's retirement income specialist, which means you're the guy we want to talk to when it comes to anything concerning our finances, our income plan, our retirement, especially when there come some big changes. I'm talking about this thing that uh, President Trump signed into legislation making major changes in the way we plan for retirement. For one thing, Mm. you can now wait until you're age 72 to start taking your RMDs rather than in the past it was a 70 and a half. But there's another more controversial change, the end of the so-called stretch IRA. So first of all, what is that? An IRA expert, Ed Slot, says if you leave your retirement account to an heir, they'll have to actually withdraw all the money within 10 years. Instead of beneficiaries going out 20, 30, 50, even 80 years, the secure bill says 10 years. That's it, with certain exceptions. So that's going to change everything. It's going to change how people do estate planning for the largest IRAs, the ones where people did want to have a chunk left for the next generation or even grandchildren. All the planning has to change. So all the planning has to change, which if you're like me, you're like in a little bit of a panic, right? It's already complicated enough. (laughs) Now there's changes. So what do we need to rethink about our retirement plan with this new SECURE Act? Well, we'll start with the the short, simple pieces, and then we'll get into that uh, stretch, the elimination of the stretch IRA. So first off, there's some really good positive changes. And the first one is they're, they're increasing the RMD age, RMD means required minimum distribution age, to 72. It was 70 and a half, and it was pretty complicated. April 1st, following 70 and a half, ba 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 all these crazy rules. So they just turned it up to age 72. It's a simpler, easier formula to understand, um, and it allows someone, really, who's going to benefit most from that is those who don't need to withdraw the funds. Right. So if you're one of those fortunate folks who has 401ks and IRAs and 403bs and you're you are 70 and a half now, because the way the rule is structured, um, if you are already 70 and a half by December 31st, 2019, then you are you have to adhere to the old rules. So if you're not 70 and a half yet by that date, then you're eligible to defer it. So everybody born, you know, in 19, you know, the tail end of 1949 and certainly 1950 and beyond, they can benefit from these new rules. So, you know, what's a year and a half of deferral? Well, <laughs> it depends. I mean, you know, if you have a half a million dollars and you don't have to take it for, well, technically two years, right? You know, and you earn five or 6%, um, that could be a, a good chunk of change. So, that's going to help those who just don't need it and don't want to pay the tax. It's also going to help those who might want to do Roth conversions. And what I mean by that is take IRA assets, which are taxable, and and pay the one-time freight, say 15 cents on the dollar once, and then never have to pay it again. So in other words, you can restructure it, put it somewhere else where it grows tax-free, not deferred, and not even have to take RMD distributions. So it really... It's, it's a helpful planning tool in that regard. It's a two-year window, but two years, can you can do a lot of planning in two years if you do it right. So that's one uh, very positive change. Um, the other change is for those still working. So the old rule was if you were 70 and a half and still working, you were not eligible to contribute to a deductible IRA. Well, the new rule simply eliminated that. 
And it basically said, look, no matter how old you are, if you have if you have earned income, then you're eligible for an IRA, of course, up to certain limits. They still kept the limits, the high limit rule. So if you make too much money, okay, you may not be eligible for a deductible IRA. But at least they took the handcuffs off. So say somebody 70 and a half was just working part-time, making ten, twelve thousand dollars a year. I mean, now you can literally take, you know, six, six thousand, sixty five hundred of that, put it in a deductible IRA. And of course, because you're over fifty nine and a half, Jess, you could pull it out anyway with no penalty. So, I mean, it, you know, it's a good deal. So it's going to help people like that. Now comes the big part. Okay. The new law eliminates the stretch IRA. So what is that? Exactly. Is that what like is a, that? Is that an athletic move here? The stretch <laughs> IRA? No, it's, it's not. Okay. The stretch IRA was called the stretch IRA because it allowed a beneficiary uh, typically the non-spouse, because a spouse can still uh, defer the IRA or just take minimum distributions. These new rules do not affect a spouse, okay? So really, it's more targeted towards the children. So under the old rules, let's say someone had a $400,000 IRA, didn't have a spouse, had two kids, mm-hmm. and died and left the $400,000 to the two kids. So let's say those two kids were 50 and 55 years old. They had an option to literally either they could have taken the 200,000, right? 400 divided by two, 200,000. And they could have either A, paid all the taxes at once on it and then did, did whatever they wanted. Or they could stretch it out over five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, lifetime. Literally, they could have stretched that money out for 30 years under that old rule. Today, the longest they can do it is 10 years. That's it. So they limited how long uh, non-spousal beneficiaries, and there are other a couple of other exceptions, um, from deferring that money. Basically, it was a move by the government to really go after the wealthy, wealthy people. Okay, so the um, I don't know. Let's look at your, let's look at your IRA 401k assets in terms of shirt sizes, right? Okay. So you got a, you got a small, medium, large, extra large. So let's just go right to the, um, the large, right? A typical medium large IRA of a hundred, two hundred fifty thousand, not really affected. Do you think kids who inherit, you know, fifty grand, a hundred grand from an IRA are going to stretch that money over their lifetime, Jess? Mm. Yeah, probably, probably not. not. Yeah. Nah. Okay. So really no effect there. Uh, let's go to the extra large IRA, four or 500 grand. Uh, I guess that depends on how many kids you have. If you have one kid, yeah, you know, he might've wanted to stretch it. If you have five kids with 500,000, I mean, not. come on again, not going to happen. Now you get the double XLs, right? Now you got the million dollar, the seven figure and above IRA. Those are the ones who are really, really going to get affected, okay? So now you you take a law here that President Trump signed, okay? And it's literally going right after the multimillionaires, right after them, and saying, look, you can no longer play the, I'm going to take my money and create a lifetime pension for my generation and the next generation and the next generation and so on and so forth. Done. So big, big change 
for all those people with mega IRAs and 401ks. In effect, all the planning you did is obsolete, gone, done. Meaning all these fancy IRA trusts that were set up, pretty much obsolete, mm -hmm. useless. You now have to go into a different planning strategy. Now, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. Uh, the new planning strategies were probably better than what you've been doing. How's that? Hmm. You, they just weren't aware of them. And by the way, these <laughs> new planning strategies have been around for hundreds of years. Okay? And it's called leverage. It's called using pennies on the dollar, which, by the way, for 32 years I've been using these strategies. I've been using strategies such as IRA rescue, Okay, how to rescue an IRA from taxes, right? Now we're just applying it to larger numbers, okay? So we can still help those folks. They just have to be proactive, like obviously they already were because they already had done the planning. Now they just got to revisit the plan and do it. So two great changes. One, maybe not so great, but depending on how you look at it, it could be very, very beneficial still, to the beneficiaries and to, you know, other people that you're trying to plan for. So in a nutshell, big change, got to get the information. I'm going to update my book soon in about a month or so. It'll be out with the new revisited chapter. And uh, we're going to have white paper and everything that folks out there need to help them make the right planning uh, changes and strategies, Jess. Find out more at fairwayfinancial.net. Stephen Anzoni is a licensed insurance provider by the Division of Insurance and is not registered as an investment advisor in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Stephen Anzoni is licensed in your state, please call 508-398-3337. Fairway Financial is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Stephen Anzoni, MA Insurance License Number 1722314.